0: Welcome to the
1: Masculine Journey. We are very glad you're with us today. And, and we got kind of a light crew this week. Yeah, we're kind of skinny. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe you. Maybe you are. I don't think our pictures are on the website. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> count, count, count me for two, two 40 year olds. Okay, there you go.
1: Um, but we, normally we'd have Dennis with us, and Dennis is sick again this week. And so hopefully he's getting better. And, and the, the funny thing about that was, is this is a topic that was close to Dennis's heart that he wanted to do. And so hopefully we'll do it justice as we talk, uh, talk through this. I'm going to do something we don't normally do. I'm going to go right to a clip because I want to set up what we're going to talk about. This is a lady from what used to be called the Truth Project. Now there's a couple different ones of these. This was something that was out of England. It's no longer um, doing new material, but you can still find some of their stuff on YouTube. But there's a Truth Project done through Focus on the Family, but this is a, a different organization. But I wanted to listen to how she sets up what we're going to talk about today.
3: One of the biggest reasons people have a hard time believing in God is because they wonder, if God does exist, why do bad things happen? We live in a world full of hate, war, pain, and disease. And there's so much suffering in the world on a global scale. And personally, we've all experienced loss and hurt in some way or another. And we've all found ourselves asking God, "Why?" And even people who don't believe in God ask Him, "Why?" When something bad happens. So, why do bad things happen?
1: Why do bad things happen? And I think a lot of times we hear, "Why do bad things happen to good people?" You know, that's a good person. Why would that happen to him? And I know I'm younger than both of you guys, but and I've heard this a fair amount in my life. But I'm sure, Robbie, you've heard it maybe a little more than me. (laughs) <laughs> and then Vinny, definitely more than me. <laughs> but twice that's, as much. Twice yeah. as much. <laughs> not
2: quite. But
1: that's something you've probably heard. And Vinny, I'm sure you still probably hear that to some degree.
2: Oh, yeah. I hear it a lot. Uh, you want me to tell my story? Um, no, well, not yet. I, I
1: do. I want you to tell the beginning of that story, but okay. not tell you how it finishes.
2: Okay. This was about a man that was in our neighborhood, a family, actually. His name was Charlie Farmer. And all the young kids, this is during the Second World War in the 40s, uh, loved Charlie because they had a big plot in the back of the farm, and we'd play stickball, and he would save all the balls and give them to us. And then when the good humor truck would go by, he'd buy us all good humor ice cream. So we all loved Charlie, and Charlie was drafted into the service during the Second World War. To be continued when <laughs> Sam well, tells me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I do want you go just a little bit further. What happened to him when he was uh, across well, he, the sea?
2: He was, uh, he went in the army. I think he was something like 20 years old. Uh, and he was in the battle. I don't actually know which one. I probably didn't know, but I forgot now. In Germany. And they were in. Battle. And uh, he jumped into a foxhole with two other guys and his friend, as it was told to me, did not make the foxhole. He got hit and he was laying on the ground. So Charlie tried to save him, got out of the foxhole and crawled over to his friend. In the meantime, the foxhole was hit with artillery and they all got killed. And Charlie... Was wounded very badly, lost. Well, the end of it was that he lost both legs, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we'll wait just a little bit yeah, more. Well, the,
0: the cool thing about that story, I think, to yeah. bring out is, well, I don't know that it's cool. Anything that you know that has to do with loss of life is certainly not that. But he got out to help his friend.
2: Yeah, and he was such and a that good guy.
0: essentially saved his own life because that's had he right. remained in the foxhole he would with his friend dead. out there and wounded, right. you know, he would have lost his life. But also, to Charlie's credit, when the he saw the incoming, you know, was whatever he covered his friend yeah. so that his friend would not be hurt by the which cost him his legs.
2: That's right, and that's uh, why do good guys there's that part of it, you know, and but yeah, he lost so it leaves leg. that question,
0: Sam. Yeah, you know. How does God, you know, here's a guy who goes out there try to save his buddy, and, and he loses his legs. Um, it's a tough one. It's a very tough
1: one, and it's one that you're going to hear frequently, you know, throughout life, because life is hard. Life happens. Really? Uh, sickness happens. Death happens. All those things.
0: And There's a lot of joy in the midst of, between those, obviously. Uh, for my daughter just this week. Yeah. Um, she made her last car payment. <laughs> yeah. And she did. She made her last car payment on Friday. Saturday, the hurricane hits. The tree limb decides to leave itself on, you know, out of our front yard and comes crashing through the car that she's just, you know, breaks through the sunroof. I'm in Colorado on vacation. I get this text with all these pictures. She's absolutely heartbroken. And she says exactly how did God let this happen? (laughs) You know, doesn't he know I just made my last car payment? And, And there she is. Yeah, it, it it's
1: it's almost like then society becomes a default wiring. right? Yeah. You know, if God could intervene, why didn't he? And, and so we're going to talk about some of that. I should have said who all is in the studio today, Robbie and Vinny, and then my son Eli's with us, and maybe we'll get him on the air to say hello or something along the way, but if, if not, he's here with us in the studio. So, so Robbie, what do you say? Not necessarily to, to Mariah on that, but what do you say when someone talks about um, something that's happened to someone the they know, and they're just a really good person. And how could God let that happen? What's one of the responses you can give them?
0: One of the ones that I I do use quite frequently is that I use my own story to an example mm-hmm. to say, you know, for years I figured it was me and God on the stage. And if things were messed up, it had to be me because there's no way it was him. You know, that, it, that the, the problem must be in something that I'm doing or, or that I'm getting punished for something along these lines. But when I started coming to actually my first boot camp, I came to an understanding that, wow, there's an enemy involved who clearly hates God, who clearly hates me. And, and a lot of what I blamed on my own whatever or blame God for was clearly just God's enemy trying to... Um, Discredit him to, to get us to buy into lies, make vows, and those things we've talked about so many times.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, one of the ones that, for me, at my first boot camp years ago, you know, was some of this realization that, you know, God gave us the free will and, and we can't arbitrarily want him to intervene. You know, you can't say, God, you should have stopped this, but stay out of my life on these four things. (laughs) And that's how a lot of times we operate of, you know, I want to be mad and I I know I shouldn't be here, whatever the case is. God, I don't want you in that part of my life, but I definitely want you in why I'm having financial hardships or whatever that might look like. We're going to visit a clip here from a movie that I'd say most of you have seen or are familiar with anyway. And initially you're going to say, how does that really tie in? But you're going to find out a little bit later that some of this, we have something that we could do about it, and this is from Back to the Future, and this is Biff and uh, George McFly. Hey
0: McFly! What do you think you're doing? Hey, I'm talking to you McFly, you punk! Oh hey Biff, hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, you got my homework finished McFly? Uh... Well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think, McFly. I think. I gotta have time to recopy it. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework in your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not. No, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. Yeah. So, uh, how about my homework, McFly? Uh, okay,
1: Biff. Well, I'll, uh,. I'll finish that on up tonight, and then I'll uh, bring it over first thing tomorrow
0: morning. Not too early. I sleep in Sunday. Oh, McFly, your shoes are tied. Oh, ah. Don't be so gullible, McFly. Okay. I don't want to see you in here Okay. Again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bye-bye.
1: Now, as you listen to that, you'd say, well, okay, that's just some innocent bullying that's happened there. You know, it's not a big deal. But, Robbie, I know you've seen the movie. It was turning george 's life pretty much all over, turning it over and over, it affected everything he did
0: yeah he's he's a victim yeah. in that, and he's created this victim mentality where I'm arranging my life around you know how I don't get you know abused somehow
1: right and and later on he addresses that and, and that's part of the point. There are things that sometimes we can do to say How do we minimize the opportunities for these bad things to happen? You know, some of it might be the choices we make. You know, Vinny, you've had a couple years here on the earth, and I'm thinking you probably didn't like every choice you made along the way, did you? Uh
2: I would have to guess no. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) And sometimes those choices come with um good consequences, and sometimes those come with really, really bad consequences.
2: Most of the time it comes with, without giving it much thought. You're always gonna make a mistake when you don't think it out. I mean, that's just my philosophy. Think about what you're doing, or what you wanna do, and if it's apropos of what the situation is, or the words you wanna use. That there could be a, a deadly weapon, words. Uh, I know if somebody says something nasty to me, or like my father, Come here, you idiot. You know, mm-hmm. that, that bothered me. Smack me in the head, but don't call me an idiot. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was okay.
1: Sometimes our choices, and then something you touched on, sometimes the choices of others all impact whether things are happening to us, good or bad. Right. Robbie, are you pretty happy with all of your choice you've made in life along the way? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer, just like me. Now, now, you said something pretty cool before the show. People always ask, um, why do bad things happen to good people? But the reality of it is what? No,
0: it's bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> 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 you know, it, there, there's no doubt that we're sinners. And when we think of what we've done to Jesus, that, that he ended up on that cross, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's actually a good thing to look at ourselves in that light. I believe to realize, wow, it was this choice I made and that choice that put him there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, some bad stuff's happened to me, no doubt, but it happened to a bad person, but praise God, he made me clean. And, You know, I'm not in any way, shape, or form doubting what he did, but it isn't that that a bad thing didn't happen to a bad person. Oh no, you have a good heart, it's just you got to learn to live with it, right? (laughs) And you
1: still have a lot of baggage that we all carry. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what is it we can do to intervene, and how much responsibility do we have in this that we try to push off on God? We have a boot camp coming up in just a couple weeks. If you'd like to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org find out more about the boot camp. It's November 3rd through 6th. Yes. And it's uh, coming up right away. So go check it out. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's
0: MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Dealing with our masculine hearts, and what does the Christian life have to do with any of that, that's why I could not be more excited about what's coming up November 3rd through the 6th. The event that realistically changed my walk with God more than any other thing other than coming to Christ initially was a boot camp. Yes, the team from Masculine Journey Radio is having our own boot camp. Four days, and it's so affordable. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Early bird prices are in effect. MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
1: Welcome back to Masculine Journey. We are talking today about why do bad things happen to good people? I always try to say that backwards, but why do bad things happen to good people? And, and some of what we talked about before was we can do something about it sometimes. But what about those things that happen to us, Vinny, like you talked about with your father? I want to go to the clip from a movie called Spanglish. And in this clip, you have a father and his daughter that's working on some of her homework. And he's trying to help her with some memory things. And the mother comes home and has brought her some gifts. And I want you to listen to how that kind of plays out. Little (laughs) mother, Eight.
3: What?
0: Eight. What, what, what?
3: Eight. Eight. Bernie, come on, listen. What's come going on, on, Bernie, man? you're gonna do it and, and you're gonna look beautiful. Oh, honey, I just. You are gonna lose that weight. And, oh. Uh, you know, I'm, uh,
2: I'm glad you didn't get here earlier because, uh. Then I wouldn't be able to tell you that uh, your gift to me is a ruse.
1: Earlier in, in the scene that you didn't get to hear was her dad, you know, was telling her a story and he's trying to get her to say Roosevelt. And he says ruse and he explains to her that that's um, something fake. You know, it's not what it looks to be. And so she uh, unfortunately gets a chance to right away use that. And so when you listen to that, Robbie, I'm going to ask you, but didn't it just break your heart to hear the pain in that little girl's voice?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's <coughs> you know she's buying it that I can't do this, and her mother's you know done something that, that you know she did, she the mother didn't know that she was being duped into doing something that was really really harmful. Like in my opinion, Penny's father didn't know when he was calling him an idiot. You know what? the ramifications would necessarily be of that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of people getting duped into a lot of bad choices. It's a painful thing all around.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Robbie, he used to call me idiot because we're on the air. If I told you what you did call me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we wouldn't be on the air.
2: <laughs>
1: I think some of the stuff to, to, to talk about on this, we go back to George McFly clip. Yeah, it, not going to give you a spoiler here because if you haven't seen Back to the Future by now, really, <laughs> um, it's on like every other week, I think. But it, George McFly eventually stands up to Biff in the movie and everything changes. And there's sometimes those bad things. We can say, you know, what? no, I'm just not going to live there. I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to enter into that. I'm not going to buy into that agreement to use you know, a word that you had there, Robbie, that we talk about very often. But some of those things that, that come at us, like from our parents or from other people, coaches or whatever, they're kind of hard, especially when you're young. You know, and you can carry those a long time with you. You know, and so some of that is maybe you're going to need to get some counseling to seek some help from the father, seek some help from someone to help lead you to the father to get to the truth of that situation. But there's still some action you can take there. But there, there's some of these that are also our choices that we talked about. And we have, Benny, to you said, think about what we're doing. I have to be honest. There's times that I do some things that I know I should be thinking about, and I just choose not to. And what ends up happening is sometimes there's consequences that I don't like. Now, can I blame God for that? I already need to say no. He gave me free will. I made a stupid choice, and now I'm paying the
0: ramifications of that. That's right. It's free willy. It is, free <laughs> it is free will. It is free will. Free will can really get you in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But, but what an incredible risk God took. Absolutely. To give us that, to give the angels that, to give Satan himself that. But the payoff is, you know, we also have the, the free will to see God for what he is, mm-hmm. see the enemy for what he is, and begin to chase freedom not only for ourselves, but for people that we see that are under you know, some type of abuse, and we have the free will to enter into their battles as well. Absolutely.
1: And there's a domino effect, that if I seek freedom, and I, I get freedom from certain things, I have less of a chance to hurt my kids emotionally as much, mm-hmm. right? because I'm not coming from a broken place as deeply broken. And so it does play out for generations down the road, now, you, you may ask, well, what about you know, world hunger or poverty? And let's go back to our friends at The Truth Project and visit that topic because you'd look at that and say, really, what can I do as a person? But let's listen to what they have to say.
3: We hear about poverty and starvation and then blame God for not doing something about it. But actually, research tells us there's enough food on this planet to see every person fed in abundance. But also, there's enough money to see every person live a life of great wealth. It is a fact that there are more resources than we need, and yet we blame God for the bad stewardship of mankind.
1: That's just, does that not amaze you just to think about that?
0: No, it just grips you to think. and And I believe it's, you know, I don't know where they did their research, but I believe that's got to be true.
1: Well, you think, you know, billions, people are billions and billions, are, you know, billionaires. You know, they could be pretty wealthy with a lot less than that, and that would go pretty
0: far right. in the world. And, and the we, food that we all throw away every day, it's, it's yeah.
2: crazy. I remember my grandmother would cook for my three aunts and my mother worked in my father's uh, dress shop. And she would cook all day long just for big family we were a big family and she would cook for the people again during the war that had a son or a husband and we as kids me and my cousins we had to take you know with our uh what do you call it anyway we had to take the food to certain people because she knew that they didn't have anything to eat and it was out of her goodness of her heart that she did that uh I don't know what got me on that, but... Yeah, I, I think you're it,
1: right along the right track.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was just done. You didn't question, nobody questioned it. And, and it look, me, with the people that I would take it to, maybe two or three, and my cousins more, when I gave them the food, they knew who, we, who made it and where we were from, you know. And the look on their faces... It was just, you know, uh, I get emotional about it now more than I did then. Because all I was doing was what my grandmother told me to do. What did I know about war and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. But uh, I get emotional about it now to know how she was so good.
1: Absolutely. And, and then you bring up a great point And they're talking about the Truth Project. There's something we can do about that. It, It used to be just something that people did. That's right. It wasn't thought about. That's just, there's a need, I'm going to help meet it. That's right. You know, and it's not necessarily wealthy people doing that. But that's kind of foreign in our society these days. We're so used to seeing somebody standing on the corner begging for money, you know, Mm -hmm. that we question their intent. We, We see all this around us and we just get numb to it. And whether it's close or whether it's far away, just something as simple as, in a church or in a, another organization, try to volunteer to help out. There's kids that go without Christmas every year. There's people that are without food. There's people in this nation that are starving every day in the richest nation on earth. At least that's what they say. I don't know if it still is, but right. But the most no, most promise. I guarantee it. Right, but yet people not that far. I'm sure people in Winston Greensboro are battling that. And so there's things that we can do to step in and help with that.
0: You know, God didn't cause that.
2: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, you don't have to look far. No. You don't have, you know, around every corner is a nursing home. Mm -hmm. In every nursing home are a lot of really, really, really lonely people, and they're starving in a different way. Absolutely. And just a quick visit in there and, and saying something to them. Can make a huge difference in your own life. That it, it reaps benefits. It's unbelievable because as you go out there, as a, as his grandmother found out, you go to feed other people, and they end up feeding you.
1: Absolutely, that's right. Because you can't outgive God. I mean, you can yeah, step that's back. exactly right. There, there's plenty of organizations out there that help with adopting a child worldwide, not to come live with you, but adopting them to help provide for them. And one of them that I, I've been with for a number of years, it's it's thirty eight bucks a month. You know, and you could say, well, that's, you know, a fair amount of money. But honestly, if you have a family of two or more, that's a time out to eat. Yeah. But yet, that $38 a month can change somebody's life forever. And I'm not saying that's what you need to go do, but there's something we can all go do to make a difference here. But instead, we think, okay, God did this, or why doesn't God intervene? God made us, and he knows that we're able, capable, and can intervene.
0: And, well, let's get back to,
2: to Charlie. Oh,
0: yeah. He was in the foxhole, lost his legs. Yeah. And then where where, where did it go?
2: But he, he came on home uh, naturally, and uh, his mother, no, it was his father that told me that Charlie, uh, I met his father outside in the garden there, and he said that Charlie tried to take his life with a pistol. And I, you know, this was a little bit time gone by, and I was a little bit older to understand. But he finally got used to the idea of what it was, and he loved opera. And the government gave him a car with the brake on the steering wheel and all that, and then prostheses. And they were ugly as sin. And he hated that. When he got them, it was worse than when he had no legs at all. Uh, but anyway, he learned to get, get them. Make a long story short here. Charlie ended up getting married, and he had four children. And he would, I would go visit my grandmother and my aunts many years after I was married. And he would always walk over, and you would never know that he had uh, prostheses, you know. And he'd rub my head, and he would always say, What happened to your hair, friend?" <laughs> and I would look at him and I says Charlie Go pick your cabbage there you know, I'm sure know. that's the word <laughs> yeah. He was just <laughs> I think the moral of my story is If you give yourself time And go with God And let God handle it It will work out
1: That's right it will And so we can't control Charlie couldn't control What happened to him In that but, you know, God probably didn't start that war either. No, I, no. I think there was, you know, someone called Hitler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably started that whole thing. And so it starts out of evil and then we expect God to fix it. Well, God is expecting us to do certain things, trust in him, to intervene and to stand up when we need to stand up. So go do something about those things and help people and go see about our upcoming boot camp, November 3rd through six. We'd love to see you there. It's just in a couple of weeks. So go register today and we'll talk to you next week.